This is episode 362 on the 10th of May 2021 and I welcome you to this beautiful and overcast Monday morning. Let's look at the highlights of this morning's episode. We shall start with the certain obsession of certain groups and individuals and organizations with the younger generation and we will dissect what constitutes generations like baby boomers generation x y z the millennials and the zillennials and then we shall discuss who are you and then we shall go on to read from the adventures of sherlock Homes. Let's move forward. There is a strange obsession with millennials and youth. Do age and wisdom have something in common? Well, age and wisdom have no connection. In fact, it's more about age and being rigid. As we grow older whether it's by age or our body becoming more fragile or whatever are the complications related to our mind we become rigid in our ideas but it does not mean that we should continue to have an unhealthy obsession and a preposterous theory that un- that under 30 can only take the country forward but it's difficult to explain. So let's look at this article.
A common source of confusion when labeling generations is their age. Generational cohorts are defined by birth year, not current age. The reason is simple. Generations get older in groups. If you think of millennials as college kids, 18 to 22, then not only are you out of date, you are thinking of a stage in life not a generation. Millennials are now well out of college and that life stage is dominated by Gen Z. Strange. Another example, a member of Generation X who turned 18 in 1998 would now be over 40. In that time, he or she cares about vastly different issues and is receptive to a new set of marketing messages once again presuming that as you grow older you care about different things or you are not attuned to what is there as far as the contemporary times are concerned regardless of your age you will always belong to the generation you were born into why do we put them into silos of generation is something that has baffled me. Does it mean that somebody who is 18 now is more receptive to let's say looking at gadgets as a source of education and not as a source of entertainment? Or do we think that only in the past two to two and a half decades have technology become an important part of who we are before that technology wasn't there so people were less flattered and less spoiled well that's subjective the breakdown by age looks like this baby boomers baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964 they are currently between 55 to 75 years old and more generation x generation x was born between 1965 and 1979 to 1980 and is currently between 41 to 56 years old generation y generation y or millennials were born between 1981 and 1994 to 1996. They are currently between 25 and 40 years old, which is interesting because that means that MS Dhoni and Virat Kohli along with Rohit Sharma and a lot of others are in generation Y, including me, perhaps, but one year older, that is A player born in 1980 who is still playing at the age of 40. Let's compare Dolph Ziggler who is 41 to Daniel Bryan who is 40 who is born in 81. Which does make it confusing. How are these breakdowns decided and why are these breakdowns important? Generation Y.1 25 to 29 years old. Generation Y.2, 29 to 39 years old. 
still baffles me but we shall discuss this more after a short break Let's carry on this discussion and look at it again. Baby Boomers 1946 and 1964, Generation X 1965 and 1980, Generation Y or Millennials 1981 and 1994, then Y.1, Y.2, Generation Z is the newest generation. What does that mean? born between 1997 and 2012 and 2015 they are currently between 6 and 24 years old but what does one mean by new generation what is the definition of old in fact there as i said there is no connection between age and wisdom you do not grow wise as you age maybe you do but not all of us there are a few groups who don't grow wise in fact they become more rigid and we all know what that leads to it's called lockdown the term millennial has become popular way to reference both segments of generation y and then comes zillennials those wedge at the tail end of millennials and the start of generation y are sometimes labeled with this moniker a group made of people born between 1994 and the year 2000 that's confusing because here it says generation y or millennials born between 1981 and 94 to 96 here it says zillennials people born between 1994 and the year 2000 how does this breakup happen and why has it happened i have no idea and let's look at this line no matter how you slice the data the younger generation have never been more critical to your financial institutions future or to the country's financial future which means a certain section is given more important 
then other section because they are younger they are active and they have new ideas and as you grow older the ideas go into the rubbish well rubbish ideas come up as you grow older that depends but then that's the way it is i, I do not see myself as a part of generation x y z and maybe one day we'll start again with abc and that's what is interesting about this whole generation cohorts or this generation divide which can also lead to the haves and the have nots and how certain generations have access to technology they overuse it abuse it they come up with new ideas so they are more in tune with the latest and generations before that they are slower well that is once again subjective and that is one thing i do not agree with let's move further enough of these zillennials millennials baby boomers xyz abc we shall come to it later on let's discuss 10, something 15. more interesting the question is who are you well who or who is like a petulant child hungry for attention an organization with zero teeth and quasi powers so with nothing to do and no contribution to make it sets benchmarks for sodium content in food and then for this organization sodium content or salt means potato chips well i disagree and as far as the health goes i think the zillennials are the most scared generation right now because everything is in the mind it's not about experience zillennials are just the more scared and the more coward of all generation if that's the way we have to look at this strange divide let's just look at something more interesting
according to this so this over zealous organization called who has a very interesting point to make it has issued benchmarks for sodium content in food which means that sodium content sodium in the diet comes from manufactured foods such as bread cereal processed meat and dairy products including cheese well you have listed everything that we should not eat or we should eat in we should eat we should consume less then the question becomes what should we eat you have eliminated everything that means everything is bad for health and then smartly it did not include couple of important foods which are also high in content but then this organization is always under pressure let's look at some of the things some of the consumption some of the processed food which comes under high sodium content which is also processed food and unhygienic but a few individuals due to their pseudo nationalism will not agree with this and that's the truth indian food is maximum salt and sodium content 95% salt content 5% maybe a bit of healthy vitamins and then we all know what the examples are you can see it in the pictures and we are obsessed by them we will not agree that such foods are in the processed category they should have included these things it doesn't mean that we should not consume them but at the same time we should not hesitate to put them in the high salt category because they are but our pseudo nationalism prevents us to accept this reality then the question becomes what defines healthy food in fact there is no concept such as healthy food it's not what you eat it's how much you eat it's irrelevant whether that food has high or low or moderate content of salt sugar or any other such item which can affect our body it's not about what is there in it it's about how much we eat which means we can have burgers samosas pizzas probably once a month or once every 15 days there is nothing wrong in that it's not it's about consumption it doesn't affect our immune system because at this point and before and later on it's psychological and not physiological but a few individuals will be rigid about this they will have their own ideas well good for them but there is no definition of healthy food and that's the way it should be but let's carry on this discussion let's you know look at how people define healthy food because i'm very curious to understand this
and then another preposterous theory is that fried food negatively impacts the gut micro microbiome and suppresses the immune function well that's absolute rubbish nothing impacts our immune system except what is in our head it's all in the mind and nothing else matters and that's something we have to understand but before we continue this let's take a short break what do we understand by this it's very simple you can see it on your screens and that's the way it should be but all this talk about food I am in the mood and I am hungry for reading so let's do that I had neither kit or kin in England and there was and therefore as free as air well not everybody is or as free as an income of 11 shillings and 6 pence a day will permit a man to be 
under such circumstances are naturally gravitated to London, that great cesspool in which all the loungers and idlers of the empire are irresistibly drained. We can say the same of Delhi, that great cesspool which consists of all the idle people of the country. There I stayed for some time at a private hotel in the Strand, leading a comfortless, meaningless existence. Well, we are all doing that right now and spending such money as I had considerably more freely than I ought. So alarming did the state of my finances become that I soon realized that I must either leave the metropolis and rusticate somewhere in the country or that I must make a complete altercation in my style of living. Choosing the latter alternative, I began by making up my mind to leave the hotel and to take up my quarters in some less pretentious and less expensive domicile. The very day that I had come to this conclusion, I was standing at the Criterion Bar when someone tapped me on the shoulder and turning round, I recognized young Stamford who had been a dresser under me at Baths. The sight of a friendly face in the great wilderness of London is a pleasant thing indeed to a lonely man. In old days, Stamford had never been a particular crony of mine, but now I hailed him with enthusiasm and he, in his turn, appeared to be delighted to see me. In the exuberance of my joy, I asked him to lunch with me at Holborn and we started off together in a hansom. Show. 
this ends episode number 362 on the 10th of may 2021